This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. How much coffee is too much? Well, for the ultra-caffeinated, there is no limit. Whether you're an occasional latte drinker or a Java connoisseur, CoffeeCon is brewing drinks and styles for every speed. After a pandemic hiatus, CoffeeCon is back for a 10th year and will feature tastings, super-caffeinated panel discussions about the future of coffee, and even reenactments of famous historical figures in coffee history. So joining us now is the founder of CoffeeCon, Kevin Sinnott. Hey, Kevin, welcome back. Good to meet you in person. Sasha, it's, oh yes, that's right. We've it's, only talked on the phone. I, I, I didn't realize that. That's. I feel like I know you, so it's great to... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Well, you can know someone over the phone. Yeah, well, let's be honest, Kevin. First question, how many cups of coffee have you had this morning so far? Bless me. Uh, for Oh, uh, the uh, I've I've had two. Two? Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds that sounds normal, decent. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know what? It's also uh, pumpkin spice latte season. I know. Are you into all that, or are you a purist? Well, I'm not a purist. And, in fact, I... I Everything I've ever done, I've always kept good on that because I dislike that aspect of the whole looking down my nose at anyone for anything. It's like it's like not enjoying a a film that everyone likes. Yeah, I I I I, I very common taste that way, and I and I want to keep that. I want our show to keep it too. Yeah, is that your way of guilting me because you know that I don't like coffee? Well, I I, I was trying to work that in, but I, I hadn't done it yet. Um, I. I Yes, a little bit. Although no, you go. You know what? We have a lot of alternative beverages at CoffeeCon because there's always someone in the group. I never want people to be left out. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. On behalf of all those folks, I can say that. Um, so we have talked about your love of coffee and this event on the show before. But for those who are unfamiliar, Kevin, remind us why does coffee need its own convention? Well, coffee has become. I, I mean, it is. First of all, it's a cooking art. It really is. I mean, if you if it's culinary, it's there is nothing wrong either with people explain. You know, I, I I dislike snobbery, but I also dislike people who who think snobbery or or people who try to do new things with it are are wrong too. Including flavors, if they want to put flavors in them. There's some mm-hmm. wa- wonderful drinks out there. You know, the age of I mean, we're, I mean, we're not in this age anymore, but it used to be an age where alcohol, you know, the Gibson and all this stuff, these smart, these drinks happened. Yeah. And, and it was very considered very sophisticated to know, to order in, they have a James Bond, you know, shaken, not stirred, right, scene. So th- those are all cool things too. But with coffee, it's become like that. And I think that's fine. And people, I know people that spend a lot of time when they make the coffee beverage for me, it's an art. Yeah. As I mentioned, CoffeeCon took that pause, right, because of the pandemic. Oh. What's it like being back? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, I did one online event. We had 3,000 people online as CoffeeCon. We had four locations. Uh, we did half part of it L.A., part of it northern uh, San Francisco, and then here. And I have to say, my wife came up to me and said afterwards, well, are you happy? And I said, well, man, it was, it was like going to Thanksgiving dinner on a Zoom call. You know, it was just yeah. not, it wasn't the same. No, it, it, I like the, I, like I can see that nudge. You got to nudge the person. You got to be next to somebody and, and kind of, you know, toast and then say, what are you tasting in this? I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon. It's very interesting, isn't it? Because there's no cinnamon in this coffee. I'm getting like that kind of, yeah, well, that's, 
that's interesting. I'm yeah. getting something else, you know. Some There's stuff something about being there and being yeah. in person experiencing like you get to do this year. Uh, typically, the conventions included a lot of coffee tastings and yes. meeting roasters and, yes. and, and things like that. But um, there are some changes this time around and new additions, right? Tell us about that. Uh, let's talk about some things that are really happening that I'm very, very excited about. And one thing is we have, uh, the number one thing that is selling tickets because my wife's going to beat me up on the way home on it. You know, what, what did you, well, why didn't you bring this up? Okay, I'm bringing up the coffee trick-or-treat first, Pat. Uh, coffee trick-or-treat is, is really, you almost get your ticket for nothing because you're getting $17 worth of beans because really? every ticket holder gets a punch card and we, the number one thing we found, I'm telling the story backwards, sorry. But the uh, number one thing, I, I went through all the, during COVID, I did meditation, and I also went through all of our survey monkeys. And every, the number one thing said, people want to come home with beans. They said, why don't you give us some beans to take with us? We, we take great, one of yeah. your 30 classes, and we, we know all this stuff now, how to make coffee at home. Home brewing's never been bigger, and here we are. We're not giving you beans. Well, this time we so are. So with the coffee trick-or-treat. Five samples of beans. They're three-ounce sample packs, and uh, they you can go home and you can learn you can take advantage of what you've just learned and you can you can pick the coffees you want to take home so that it is great I only get the first um 3, ticket holders we guarantee that otherwise i don't want to be i don't want to read on the internet so you got to come out, out early yeah. yeah so that's good uh, we also have a coffee time machine i'm working with players workshop of the second city and they're providing some actors who are recreating some of the great historic figures of coffee that sounds incredible. I mean, who are the historic figures of coffee? Well, there's a there's the first of all there's the sea captain who smuggled the the coffee plant from the old world to the new world, and he was a smuggler, but he was also a good apparently a decent sea captain. And what he did is he he shared his water rations in his diary with his coffee plant so that oh, it would survive wow. the trip. He knew how important it was. And of course, I, in the old world, he's not, he's viewed as, I'm sure, a pretty bad guy, but it, it, we're, we're in the new world. So we could, we, we, we like him because, <laughs> you know, we got that, oh, we got South American coffee industry he has to thank him, you know. In the That's incredible. Industry. So this is one of the reenactments that we'll Yeah, that we'll, we'll meet that guy. And, uh, and uh, the uh, other thing we have is Peter Schlombaum. He invented the Chemex. He, the, what, talk about an arrogant guy. He, he was a German immigrant. He, he went to college here and he became a doctor, you know, a, a doctor of chemistry. And he said, I will, I will not drink coffee unless it's from my coffee maker. <laughs> Sasha, you may be the next person to do this. I, I think it could happen. Uh, maybe. And, and I'll see. I'm holding out hope. So he, he invented the Chemex of, in the beginning of World War II. And all the, pro, uh, if you think about it, glass, wood, and leather, three items it takes to make a Chemex, and they were all restricted he mm. went, he paid, brewed a cup of coffee for President Roosevelt. And President Roosevelt, after the coffee, smacked his lips and said, <laughs> stamped something that said he got to, you know, make his coffee maker. So he got the glass, he got the wood, and he got the oh leather. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to have Peter Schlumbach. I have found the actor, too, for him. In fact, I'm going to let that actor teach a vintage Chemex class that is a where he will actually teach people to brew coffee as Peter Schlumbaum did. This is before <laughs> the coffee industry had the standards they have today. So it's very interesting. Wow, I had no idea there was so much history. Maybe I maybe I should have just given it a chance. Yeah, oh, please come even even if you don't drink coffee. <laughs> Step I over promise, to the dark side. We're working. I, I'm on the way here. I made a phone call. I'm trying to get hot chocolate for you. 
Oh, that would be amazing. Would that be a deal maker? That would be a deal maker for sure, uh, Kevin. Well, I guarantee you we're going to find it. You know what else is exciting? Yeah. You have moved this convention outdoors. It's on a farm now? Yeah, we're outdoors. The first farm-to-farm coffee event. That's what we're billing it as. Incredible. Oh, I also tried the, uh, we're also doing the, we're calling it the with the Woodstock of coffee <laughs> because uh, with clothes. And, but it, definitely it's going to be a a fun Which farm? Fun okay, we're on we're at St. James Farm in Warrenville. It's not that far. It, it really, it's a suburb, but it but it but it is surrounded by woods, and it is the McCormick Estate where Cyrus McCormick, you know, he the inventor, mm-hmm. great far. He invented the uh, automatic thrasher, and that really ended farmer starvation in the winters in Illinois. I don't know if everyone knows this story, but it's a, that's a great one. In fact, I even thought of having him as one of the characters that maybe next time. I was going to say, there you go. There's another character but, for the uh, the scenes. Absolutely. but he's And then we're going to have that. We're going to have this coffee squad. Uh, these are folks that do like a rap. They're rappers, but they, they embrace coffee and they embrace flavored coffee. And they and I think that's really cool that they they there's just a whole bunch of people. So that among love the coffee. among the entertainment, you'll yeah. have musicians. You'll also have a rap group. A rap group, yeah, the Coffee Squad, and these guys are they're the really squad. they're really fun, and they're performance artists too. And I know we've scheduled something where they're going to be on stage, but I, I've known these guys long enough. I, they may break into doing something, just performance art through the show. That is so, incredible. I love them. Um, so the the program for the day it includes panel discussions too. Panel discussions on both sustainability and the future of coffee. The future of coffee, which that was really striking for me because I I don't know about a lot of folks thinking about coffee needing a different future. Well, it does. But it sounds like this can get pretty philosophical. Oh, absolutely. The future of coffee is... this is, these are, they're, they're, I, I never want to discourage, these are fun things. I actually almost had a, uh, a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a protest uh, in 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 the moment uh, at uh, one of our uh, coffee previous coffee cons where we were meeting with farmers and one person came up from Colombia mm-hmm. and she got up and she said there is no future of coffee without GMOs embracing GMOs and robusta coffee robusta coffee just so you know to the coffee f- f- uh, fans enthusiasts uh, high end enthusiasts is anathema to coffee it's like oh no we never use robusta but she did this and i mean it was like uh, one of these movies where the you know there's an explorers club is meeting and they get started arguing about whether dinosaurs exist and it turns into this big you know shouting yeah. match well it happened and i had farmers i discovered there were farmers in our audience too i will have uh i will have three at least three farmers three farmers is what we agree yeah. upon i'll have one from africa one from uh uh let's see um i want to say cameroon i have one from honduras and i have one from colombia I mean, did you know that coffee could stir up such discussion? Oh, it, it's and it is, and and the people who farm it are absolutely entitled to have those views. And in fact, one of my panelists on both in the future of coffee and the sustainability is the same panelist. He is a farmer who and he does live in the Chicago area, and uh, now and he's he's uh, from Caribbean Coffee in uh, Oak Park and. Yeah. He is uh, Jacques, and uh, he will be there. And we, the future of coffee, we'll be talking about things like, are we ever going to be able to get rid of caffeine? caffeine are we? Y- yes. And I have actually uh, been investigating a product that's available from the Far East that um, is uh, their beads. And they, they will, we'll, we'll talk about them in detail, but yes, we are going to be able to. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, what is it that keeps you doing this every year? I mean, what do you love most about, you know, from the organizational standpoint, you know, putting this on? What do you enjoy? I I love the interaction with all the people. I love doing this. I love the fact that I am the last person in the world, anyone who knows me, including the public library, I will bring those books back, I promise. But the, uh, but they, uh, I'm the least organizational person in the world, but there's something about this that draws me to have to do it. Yeah. Well, CoffeeCon Midwest, it takes place October 14th and 15th. It's at the St. James Farm in Warrenville, as you mentioned. Before I let you go, Kevin, and, and for the sake of your wife, remind us how to get tickets. Oh, it's, uh, okay, it's easy. Coffee-con.com. I got to get the dash in there. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's Kevin Sinnott, founder of the annual Coffee Con Convention. You can find out more at coffee-con.com.